Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, normally you hear from Greg Amzinger on Thursday mornings with Carriker and Smallman and Danny Mac on 101 ESPN. But yesterday, Greg decided to take advantage of some of this great December weather in Montclair, New Jersey. So he was out on the golf course and uh, 24 hours delayed, but we always love having Greg on the show. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Uh, you know what? I, I should have skipped around the golf. I, I should have been no. on the show instead. I'd be in a better mood today. Yeah, you know, there's certain golf courses that become a house of horrors, right? They just get in your head and you become mental. And Upper Montclair uh, Country Club, Dan Plesak's, uh club, I, 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 I can't play well there. I don't know what it is. I just can't play well. So it was a gigantic waste of time. I lost money on the course. It is what it is, you know? Greg, there are courses, and tell me if this is perhaps the case, there are courses that just don't set up well for left-handed golfers. Yes, 100%. The issue is I don't have that excuse because Dan Plesak is a six-foot-five <laughs> lefty. He literally is a six-foot-five lefty. He, he's obsessed with the game more so than I am, and all of my clubs, I've never purchased a, a golf club because I get brand new irons and drivers from Dan Plesak every six months. So we're both 6'5 lefties. It's his club. He shot a 77. I did not break 90, and I I don't have an excuse. It was 66 degrees. Mm. It wasn't wind. Anytime the weather's perfect, I am I'm not in for a good day. I need built-in excuses, and then I can play well. If it's windy, gusts of 20 miles an hour, I'm going to shoot an 81. But if it's perfect sunny skies and I don't have a built-in excuse, I might not break 100. The high for the rest of the year, the high temperature here in St. Louis for the rest of the year is scheduled to be 54 degrees on the 28th of December. I don't know that I'm going to get out and swing a club anymore this year. Why? If it's 50 degrees, get out and do it, man. We'll Why? see if the sun is shining. We'll see. <laughs> don't be so particular. Uh, I mean, you can steal a round, steal a round. Greg, Greg I'm a weather wuss. <laughs> I'm a weather wuss. They say it comes with age. Are you becoming a snowbird? Are you looking at real estate in Arizona and Florida? Yes. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you. So, uh, did you did you and Dan talk baseball on the course? When, when you get together with uh, your buddies from MLB Network, do you talk, not your job, but about ball? You know, most of the time we talk about the job, believe it or not. We, we talk about what's going on with the network, uh, shows, different ideas. Uh, sometimes a story becomes so big, like the managerial search for the New York Mets, for example. Our good friend Buck Showalter is in the mix. We're kind of pulling for it. And I think every Met fan I've talked to is pulling for Buck Showalter to be the next manager of the Mets. It just makes a lot of sense. You know, I have a feeling it's going to happen. Why do I have that feeling? I've been through this rodeo before. Uh, once my friend stops texting me back, <laughs> that means it's getting real. It's getting real. 
And Buck Showalter is is ghosting everyone right now. Uh, so, therefore, he's not trying to leak any information. I, I think we're a few days away from that being a formal announcement that Buck Showalter will be the manager of the Mets. He'll be a great fit there, Greg. I also thought Mike Schilt would be someone that could bring some stability to the Mets, but he takes a job with Major League Baseball in the commissioner's office. What did you think about that assignment for Mike Schilt? You know, I liked it. He 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 is an, um, a unique guy. It's such a, a, a resume dedicated to the game and teaching the game, the fundamentals of it. But my goodness, is he a good human being, like just a wonderful man. And, and Rob Manfred is really surrounding himself with classy individuals. He's been doing that since he took over the commissionership. And I, I love this. I think, you know, how we uh, view minor league baseball and, and making sure that the logistics are there for these young men, the resources to, to get the most out of them to where it's a wonderful experience, even if they don't make it to the big leagues. Mike Schilt has such a, a great uh, amount of experience in that field and, and, and coming up through the minor league ranks, uh, and, and, and he cares about people. He just does. A loyal human being, and I, I, I love the idea. I love the, the concept. He's been gracious to us at MLB Network. Uh, we actually kicked it around and bring him on maybe as an analyst, but I see this as a better fit for him, and he can impact the game in many more ways. Greg, I'm really curious about, uh, I want to go back to Buck Showalter going back to New York, um, just dealing with the media. It's a different time and era, but uh, and expectations will be really high with that team because of the money that they spend. I, I and, and to me, they've got to get a guy that has had experience as opposed to what they've done here recently. So to me, I, I could be wrong about this, but I, I just think he's the right guy for that job. I uh, 100% agree with you, Dan. There's an idea right now that, that the managerial role isn't what it used to be, and you're dealing mostly with the media, and you're collaborating with the front office. And, and the X's and O's and in-game strategy really not on your plate anymore. Uh, as we've seen, the, the managers that have a lot of success in the postseason, the guys that, you know on the biggest stage are under a microscope as to which reliever they bring in at what time, we don't see managers on the phone. We're not seeing them look at iPads to see a direct message from the front office. Everyone wants to think that. But the experienced manager still has a place in the game. And if you're expecting your team to be in those pivotal game fours of an American League Championship Series, or in this case, a National League Championship Series, which is where I think Mike Cohen uh, wants this, this, this team to be, uh, I, I, think, I think the New York Mets need a guy that will make the right decision at the right time. As I say that, Buck Showalter knows this better than anyone when he didn't bring Zach Britton into a game in a postseason uh, series against the Toronto Blue Jays, who was the best reliever in the game. He left Ubaldo Jimenez in, and he wore that. This is this is a different day where front offices are going to give you more information than Buck Showalter probably wants. And I think he's going to have to tinker with his style of managing to make it all work. But it is going to still be a collaboration. But to think that an experienced manager who's got dirt in his cleats doesn't have a, a place in the game, I think that is a wrong assessment. And we're going to see it play out. If Buck Showalter is the manager of the New York Mets, he's going to bring out the best in all these guys. This team's ready to win right now. Greg, over the course of the last year or so, you've brought up 
uh, Carlos Beltran in relation to that job, and especially because Alex Cora is back and A.J. Hinch is back. I hope baseball doesn't waste the mind and the leadership of Carlos Beltran and hold the whole Houston thing against him when they brought other guys back. I think that Carlos Beltran, at the end of the day, would be good to have in Major League Baseball. I agree with you. I, I love my conversations I've had with Carlos Beltran over the years. The difference between him, A.J. Hinch, and Alex Cora, all you have to do is go to baseball reference and look at the amount of money all three of these guys made in their playing careers. And it's, it's astronomical <laughs> as to how much money Carlos Beltran made compared to Cora and Hinch. Uh, so, for my, in my opinion, for Carlos Beltran to be a manager, which he was set to be with the New York Mets, everything had to be smooth and, and had to be the way he wanted it to be. I don't think he wants to face any of the questions that A.J. Hinch and Alex Cora have faced over the past 12 months, getting back into the game, the cheating scandals, everything that they had to to, to stand in line and and deal with with the media. It had to be really smooth and easy for Carlos Beltran to walk away from a beautiful life and retirement that he's earned through being a superstar baseball player for as many years as he was. So he made so much money. Once it became sticky at all, Nah, he's out. So I, I would be shocked to see him, if it wasn't with the New York Mets, being a manager with any of the 30 major league teams. That was the fit, and now it's not. And I just don't see it ever happening again for a guy that's made as much money as he made. In Even career. a coach, though? Nah. I because mean, of the money? In a, it, maybe in a, in a Barry Bonds-esque way when Bonds was the hitting coach for a little while with the Marlins. And if you ever heard about how that arrangement was, Bonds wasn't grinding out every single meeting with the rest of the staff. He was kind of on his own hours, which, again, I don't blame you when you're being coached. Everything's a negotiation. We're learning that right now with the lockout. If you want me to be a hitting coach, I'm not going to be there at noon every single day. I need a little bit of a balance. I like playing golf. I'm very bonds, right? Uh, So for Carlos Beltran to take a role like that, we have to be on his terms, which he's earned. He's earned that. Greg, I can't wait for baseball to get back in action for several reasons, but there's going to be a big flurry of activity once everything gets back up in action. And I was reading a piece this morning about different landing spots for Chris Bryant. What do you think would be a good fit for him? I'm a big fan of the whole idea of him going to Philadelphia. Uh, you know, He's great friends with Bryce Harper, both kids from Vegas. Uh, he's going to want to go mash. And if you look at numbers, which I think this stuff matters, and just like I said, I'm just coming full circle. There are some golf courses that just you don't play well at, right? You, just, you don't perform. It doesn't play to your eye. Look at his numbers and his career at Citizens Bank Park. He has put up gaudy numbers in Philadelphia. He likes the yard, man. The hitter's eye, it plays to him. So Chris Bryant has had a lot of success there. They need a right-handed bat to go behind Bryce Harper. I love JT Real Muto, but that's too much pressure to put on a catcher. I just think it is. And he's already given you more than you could ever expect from an everyday guy behind the plate. So I, I think Chris Bryant to Philadelphia, when you see the New York Mets continue to man up, the Atlanta Braves looking for back-to-back titles, I would love to see Chris Bryant go to Philly, which doesn't, doesn't match his personality. It really doesn't. The Chicago Cubs, that was, that was a media market that was a little too big for Chris. In a perfect world, he would love to go to San Diego, but the Padres don't have any room for him. Although, who knows? A.J. Preller could make some room for him. He's a very outside-the-box GM. But I think Philadelphia, he would really put together a strong seven- or eight-year run 
with Bryce Harper. Greg, on February 17th, Ozzie Smith is going to reassemble the infield from the 1982 World Champion Cardinals. This will be the 40th anniversary of the Cardinals winning that 82 World Series. So Obi and Ozzie and her and Hernandez are going to be at Ballpark Village on February 17th at 7 o'clock. Tickets available, by the way, at ozzieandfriends.com to benefit PGA Reach here in St. Louis. In my opinion, that infield is the best defensive infield of all time. What's your opinion? Whoa, of all time. Well, if you start with the best defensive first baseman and the best defensive shortstop of all time, you got a pretty good head start. start. I agree with you. I agree. Now, I I think catching matters, too, when it comes to infield. You know what I'm saying? That that, that communication with the shortstop, with the second baseman, uh, the the, the snap throws, there have been some really good defensive infields. Um, Man... That's a tough one. I, look, I, yeah, I, you can't you can't overlook Ozzy and Keith Hernandez and what they did. You you really cannot. But there have been some. There, I mean, I'm just going back this past year with the Atlanta Braves had. How many games did that infield play together? How how many games did they all play over 150 games? Well, we saw with the Braves this year. I don't know if we're ever going to see it again. To see right. 150 plus games from Austin Riley from Dansby Swanson, from Ozzy Albies, and from Freddie Freeman. I mean, that is, that's ridiculous in the modern game. So to get that consistency, I mean, maybe they did. Did they all play over 150 games? They may have done that. Yeah, they did. So if they, if they did, I mean, I don't know how you beat. Ken Overfeld really played over 150 games this year. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's impressive. And Tommy Herr, Ryan Sandberg was the guy then. There's no doubt about it. But – Tommy Hur was for all of those years during the '80s. He was the second best defensive second baseman in the National League. If, if it's not yeah. if it's not for Sandberg, Hur is winning the Gold Glove every year. And was Sandberg really the guy? Honestly, only because of his range. I think he was. You think he was? I, see, I, in, the, I in that era, range. I don't think he had. I think he. I think I don't know. You guys. I, I think Ryan Sandberg got the balls that he could get to on his feet. We did not see Ryan Sandberg diving all over the infield. We saw other acrobatic second basemen over the years, but I mean, I love Ryan Sandberg. Don't get me wrong, big dude, but I, I'm, I have a hard time saying that Ryan Sandberg. I mean, you compare the highlights of Ryan Sandberg to my friend Harold Reynolds playing second base. So Harold was a shortstop playing second base. Yeah, I never viewed Ryan Sandberg that way. No, like, you you couldn't take Ryan Sandberg and put him at shortstop. Sam- in my opinion. He actually started as a shortstop, and they had to move him to second base. Sandberg was one of those guys. He was more, not as big, obviously. He was more Ripken-esque because he, he didn't have to dive for balls. He he was pretty smooth, and he had pretty good range. Yeah, I mean, he, he was a good – I'm not saying he was a bad player. I just – I don't think he had the the crazy range that everyone said. I, I And I, I've got people in my camp. This will be a game. Next week, I will give you the laundry list of players at second base that I thought were better defensive players than Ryan Sandberg. Something to talk about. It'll be fun. Yeah, and by the way, OB, 137 games played in 1982 for the Cardinals. Yes, I was wondering if he played over 150 games. That's pretty close, and he was yeah. a very good defensive third baseman, no doubt about it. But who would you take, him or Terry Pendleton? Oh, I, I would take... I would take Pendleton, but by the time Terry got here, Hernandez was gone. Ah, uh, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. It, and Jack Clark was nowhere near Keith Hernandez. No, no, they they were remarkable. They were amazing, and it'll be fun to have them here in town. It's great that Ozzy's getting everybody all all together again at Ballpark Village. Greg, it's always great to have you with us. 
Yeah, that was fun. I'm going to text Ozzy and see if I can get tickets because I know McLaughlin's not going to hook me up. <laughs> we'll work on that. And by the way, Whitey is going to be there and Joe Buck is going to be the uh, MC. Oh, my goodness. Star-studded class. I'm into this. I'll, I'll try to make my way there. Love it. Hey, have a, uh, let's see. Next, uh, Are you going to do next Wednesday with us? We're off now. Why not? Okay. Well, yeah, next yeah. Wednesday or Thursday. We'll figure it out. Yeah, you know, you have your agent. Contact my agent. We'll work it out. <laughs> you got him, my man. You're the best, Greg. <laughs> have a, a fantastic weekend. All right. See you guys.